Today's show is sponsored by Supreme Whiskey Stones, an LEO business specializing in the best whiskey accessories to protect and serve your favorite pours. From whiskey stones to customer laser etched glassware, they take pride in what they do and love making their customers happy. Check them out on Instagram at Supreme Whiskey Stones, at SupremeWhiskeyStones.com, or through the various military and first responder organizations they sponsor. Cheers. My name is John Edwards. Zeke Baker was here, but he is not here right now. And together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. This is a very, very special episode. We only have 20 minutes with this man before he has to rush to the airport. But we got to spend a lot of great time today with Greg Metz, the former master distiller at MGP LDI has now moved over to Old Elk in Fort Collins, Colorado. You guys may remember we reviewed Old Elk a couple of weeks ago. I apologize because I called him Metsy in the podcast. So Greg, I'm so sorry. It's actually my nickname. Is it? Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a good one, right? Yeah. We loved the Old Elk. We loved the smoothness of it. And I know that's a word. Let's get that right out of the way because you hear a lot of bourbon drinkers, whenever someone says, how's this taste? And they go, this tastes smooth. And everyone goes, that's not a tasting note. But for this one, it kind of is, right? No, it was actually very intentional. Actually, when I met Old Elk six years ago, while I was still master distiller in the Lawrenceburg Distillery, they approached me to develop a custom bourbon mash bill for Old Elk. And the two parameters that they gave me to work with were smooth and easy. And that was the end of the meeting. So with that, uh, the really cool part about that was that That was the first opportunity in my career, and at that point I was 38 years into a 41-year career. At that point, that was my first opportunity to actually craft a truly custom mash bill from scratch with no restrictions. That that had to have been a little freeing, right? It was it was awesome, (laughs) and and quite quite rewarding as we've come to find out. So you, with this one, it's 34% barley, right? So yes. it's 51% corn, 34 barley, 15 rye. Yes. What made you go with the high barley content? Because <clears throat> you don't see that everywhere, especially with American whiskey. That's absolutely true. It's, it's truly a custom mash bill, and there's really nothing else like it on the market anywhere. The high malted barley content in the mash bill came from the two parameters that they gave me to work with, smooth and easy. I knew, I knew to get to that criteria that I needed to get the malted barley content way up there. The other factor that influenced the mash bill was I knew also through my prior years as master distiller that I wanted some rye in the mash bill to provide a spicy note at the end. So I sort of did the math backwards. I backed the corn content all the way down to the minimum 51%. I had 15% slated for rye to bring me a spice characteristic and that left me 34% for malted barley for the sweet and smooth characteristics. For you, is it one of those things because you know that there are some people out there that are tinkering, they're doing a blend, they're tasting it. Are you really coming at it mathematically and scientifically? Because I know you have a, a chemical background. Is that how you do it first and you have like a hypothesis and then you're testing it out? It was really based on uh, experience. And again, it was driven by the smooth and easy 
characteristics as they wanted in their product. And if I would have had room for more malted barley, I would have probably done that. But <laughs> I was really insistent in my mind that I wanted spice. And to get spice, I knew I needed in the neighborhood of 15% rye to bring that through. So mathematical, but it was really based on on experience and, and what I knew I needed to do to give them the smooth and easy characteristics that they were after. The flagship one at 88 proof, and it's something that's really approachable for a lot of people, but then it's got some flavor for those of us that are high proofers and, and can really get down, and if you need a break, it's a nice, uh, man, it, it's crazy how much flavor is in that 88 proofer. Yeah, it, it brings uh, all the notes come through very nice. Uh, the proof, the 88 proof, was also very intentional. Again, with the smooth and easy characteristics they were after, I, I wanted to get it into the premium category from a proof perspective. And, you know, I could have gone higher, I could have gone into the 90s, but I didn't really want to overwhelm the characteristics that they wanted in the product by going too high in the proof. So. I chose 88 proof. It put me in the premium, upper end of the premium proof category, but it didn't put me so high that I started overwhelming uh, the characteristics that, that Old Elk was after. You basically, this was your baby, even while you were still at LDI, MGP, and then you were able to take this because they, they got up all the stuff you made for them. You were able to take this and now go over to Fort Collins and go over to Old Elk. What's the plan for how you guys are going to be doing this moving forward? Well, we're, the, the big plan is that we've, we've laid down all of our inventory five, six years ago. So after I left MGP, we have not produced any products since I've left. So all the products in inventory were produced under my leadership and my tenure as master distiller there. So I can speak to the quality of all the products that we have in inventory we are currently building our own full-scale distillery, which we hope to have open by the end of this year. Uh, we currently have a 3,500-square-foot craft distillery, and we're going to move into a 35,000-square-foot full-scale distillery that, when we're up and running, will provide all of the inventory moving forward. So the plan is that the inventory that we now have in stock we hope will carry us through the period, the time frame that it'll take to get the distillery running in, in the four years it'll take to get that inventory uh, up to age and ready to roll. So all that stuff you made at MGP, then you've now taken that over, and that's aging in Fort Collins now, right? Not yet. That's the, the plan is part of the new distillery will also have a aging warehouse. So at some point moving forward here in the next year, year and a half, we don't know the timeline yet, but... Uh, we hope to have all the inventory moved out to Fort Collins at some point in the very near future. So you were telling me something earlier that was really interesting just a, about, and I think a lot of people that love MGP talk about MGP, and that's not what this interview is about right now, mm -hmm. but the warehouse there has a very unique way of aging because the way the building is created, and, and then... I'd like for you to touch on that, but then also touch on you know the uniqueness of what you're going to try to do moving forward with how you age barrels at Old Elk in Fort Collins. Well, the, the warehouses uh, at the Lawrence Bird facility are very much different than, than uh, the warehouses you'll find in Kentucky. They're very substantial brick and concrete buildings. They have floors between each level, so they're much more of a compartmentalized type of warehouse. 
And because of the massive structure of those warehouses, they actually act like a big battery. So they don't see the big drastic daily swings in temperature from morning to night, season to season. So it really kind of mellows out or balances out the aging process due to that huge battery effect. So you, the inventory doesn't change temperature rapidly because you had a hot day or a cold day, and it's because the buildings are so massive and, and it takes so long to get them heated up or cooled down. It's much more of a gentle sort of mellower aging process. Sounds like a building I need to hang out in. I feel like a bull in a china shop sometimes in those Kentucky ricks. Yeah, I mean, it's not to say that <laughs> one's better than the other, but it does make for a different aging process. And uh, from that standpoint, uh, when we move to Fort Collins, then, then we're going to have to sort of... Uh, things will change when we move our inventory to Fort Collins. It, it's higher altitude, and it's a more arid climate. So it's it's likely that we'll have to at least put humidity control of some sort in the warehouse to limit angel share losses, which I expect will be higher due to the climate. Do you think, I mean, first off, that has to be a huge challenge to you, right? Let's go someplace that's really flat, and let's take everything that I've, I've known being in a really flat plain and let's move up to the the mountains and let's figure out how i'm going to distill and age and do that up there i mean that has to be a huge challenge but a fun challenge for you at the same time no it'll be uh things will be a little different uh there's really no concerns that they'll be so different that it'll change a product uh, i mean obviously there's other colorado distilleries that are going just fine uh, i don't foresee any hurdles at all by doing our distilling and mashing and fermenting in Fort Collins as opposed to, to Lawrenceburg or wherever. But So, yeah, there will be challenges. Uh, there will be nuances in, in the product, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not – there's nothing derogative about that. No, no, no. It's, I, I see it more as just fun, right? Yeah. It's no, a little it's different. Absolutely. What's fun about Old Elk is it, it's a company of all young, smart, passionate people and I tell people all the time, I'm the old goat in the crowd. <laughs> the, the, the rest of the group is like 35 years to 24 years old. And they're just wonderful, great people. And they're all about tradition and craftsmanship and values and integrity. And that that is all born through and from Kurt and Nancy Richardson, who are our owners. They share those values. They insist on those values. And it's it, it's what makes a company special, very special. The things I've had, and I mean, the Dry Town Gin we had was crazy because the 10 botanicals in it, it's a citrus-forward gin. The juniper is a little muted. It's really, really good. And then today we had this, and I'm not one for bourbon cream, but that... I don't even know if you guys call it bourbon cream or if it's just a, a sipping whiskey. You know, it's new food bourbon cream, and it's it's really good. Well, what what we really pride ourselves on at Old Elk is we try to do things different. We want to be different and innovative in the industry, and so all of our products, in their own way, are different and unique. The, the high malted barley mash bill. There's nothing else like it on the market. Truly, a unique custom mash bill. Dry Town Gin, 10 botanicals, uh, more uh, juniper neutral, a little citrus forward, and then it's got some ginger and sage botanicals that are a little different than, than others, and it, it sets it apart from other gins. Uh, Nuku Bourbon Cream, truly unique, simply stated. Old Elk, two-year-old Old Elk bourbon, and 
fresh dairy cream. That's it. No additives, <laughs> no preservatives, no sugars, no NGS. It's not a liqueur. It's truly just a bourbon cream. Nothing, again, nothing else like it on the market. Oh, it was really good. So what else is then going to come out from you guys? What do you foresee in the future? <laughs> well, besides the Old Elk uh, Workhorse Bourbon Mash Bill that I produce for Old Elk, I also produce five, four other mash bills that uh, are currently aging. And uh, the next one that, that hit the market is probably going to be a uh, weeded whiskey. And that uh, we hope should be out in uh, June, July time frame. Oh, that'll be awesome. So what's the mash on that one? Well, that is a 95% wheat, 5% malt. And uh, the age on that is approaching six years old. Oh, so that, that's been sitting for a while, getting, uh, oh, yeah. getting all nice and uh, ready for us. We're looking forward to launching that. I think it's going to be a category of its own, and I think it's going to be pretty special. So I know we have to get you to the airport here in a second, and we'd love to have you on again when you come back, but I don't want it to all be work. You know, what, what's fun about bourbon to you? You've been in the game for a very, very long time. What gets you hyped about what's going on now? Well, for me personally, uh, you know, when I when I walked out of the distillery every day, I took all my gratification knowing that I produce some of the finest whiskeys in the world, and I still take tremendous gratification in that. So, I mean, I, the publicity has come about recently is is nice and it's fun and you know it's very enjoyable. But I, I truly get my gratification at the end of every day just knowing that. We put our best foot forward, and we've produced some of the finest whiskeys in the world. Well, for all those people that like Smooth Ambler and Belmead and Blom and Traverse City and all the other countless LDI, MGP things that are out there, and I say LDI because most of them were distilled back when it was LDI, yeah. thank you for that. But do you have any time to do anything fun, oh, or, are you, or you distill it all the time? I mean, they, they put you at work... Uh, in Lawrenceburg for a while. No, I have. Uh, I've, I've got hobbies as well. I enjoy skiing. I enjoy boating. Uh, anything outdoors is great. So you moved to the right place then. So I haven't moved uh, to Colorado yet, but so so just a, racking up those frequent flyer miles. Uh, yeah, we commute is necessary. It's all good. <laughs> and the real the real beauty about Old Elk is that's really kind of rejuvenated my career. Is I've never been part of the marketing and sales and the building a brand. I've produced many, many products from many, many brands, but I've never been part of the building a brand. So I, I really joined Old Elk knowing that we're on the ground floor of something very, very special. And being part of being able to build that brand from the ground up has been really exciting for me. It's 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 a part of my career that I've never never participated in before yeah this is your probably your first time to nashville for one of these things right it, it is and uh you know Luis and i've been across 31 states in the last year and probably have 19 states to go and it's all it's all very exciting it's all very rewarding and uh you know we're developing a following we're going to be we're, we're going to be somebody in the business when it's all said and done well I mean, we, we never pull any punches, and we definitely enjoyed it. But what what before I let you go, what was your favorite part of Nashville? Did you get to do anything fun? Well, we were only here for uh, almost less than a day. Uh, Besides sitting but, at the uh, distributor no, all we day? Had, we had uh, a, a great event yesterday here with uh, Best Brands, and uh, today we spent the day with uh, Best Brands as well, uh, selling uh, single-barrel whiskey and uh 
was a very successful day along those lines. Which, and I want to touch on that before we go, but I do have to say, I mean, you've probably been, you've been to 31 states, you've been to a lot of distributors. Do you know any distributors that have the bar like Best Brands has here? I mean, they have leather couches, this whole amazing stacked bar back here. It's never, I, Best Brands is right down the street from me. Had I known this bar was here, I could have saved a lot of money from going to the actual bar, you know? No, it was a ter- terrific venue for uh, for the uh, the meetings and events that we had here the last two days. It's, it's wonderful. I buried the lead until the very end, but I think it is one of those things it's time to say. I mean, we have... Zeke and I were a part of uh, a pick with Elixir Spirits this morning in Spring Hill, Tennessee, picking the cast strength old elk i stuck around and i did a pick with barrels and brews as well so i was with with you on two picks today mm-hmm. that i mean man that cast strength is really really good it's got that smoothness that you like but it has a little bit of the bite in the proof and the rye it's really something good yeah it's it's quite special and you know we're obviously proud of all our products and uh what we're really proud of is that they're unique. They're like nobody else's. And uh, if people taste them, they'll like it. The products don't need a big sales pitch. It's, no, no, no. More than anything, when people try them, uh, they're going to like them. And those come in around 110 proof, right? They vary. Uh, we had uh, some of the barrels that were sold today were uh, in the 106 proof range. Up, and I've seen them up, in, uh, up, up to 114 proof. So... I, it depends on what part of the warehouse they came from and, you know, what, what their age is and so forth and so on. And you said you're laying them down at 120 proof when they go in the barrel and then they lose a little bit. Yeah, it, at that facility, they actually lose proof rather than gain proof, and that's, that's a phenomenon I can't really explain very well. <laughs> generally speaking, Kentucky warehouses go up in proof. Uh, our warehouses always went down in proof. You learn something new every day. And thank you very, very much for spending some time with us. Greg Metz, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for everything you continue to do. Go ahead and check out Old Elk on Instagram at Old Elk. Check out their website, oldelk.com. If you're in Nashville, look for them. They're going to be out there with these picks. There's a bunch of picks. How many picks did you do over the past two days? Lord, it's uh, six. Six, six, uh, six for sure, and we have two up in the airs. Well, those two up in the airs better get on the train real quick because I, I feel like it's coming down the track. So Nashville, look for Old Elk. If you are not in Nashville, look for Old Elk. They're going to have picks coming everywhere. I mean, Greg isn't sleeping. He's hopping in rental cars and planes coming to a, a city near you. So, Greg, thank you very much. Thank you so much for the support. Go ahead and find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Please find us on your favorite podcast app, which I'm sure you already have. Please leave us an open and honest review. Zeke will be back next week. We're doing a pick of Wild Turkey this Friday. We're getting a barrel of Russell's Reserve. So more to come on that. And we will talk to you all next week. Cheers.